Welcome to The Just Pod, a podcast by the Criminal Justice Section of the ABA, the unified voice of criminal justice. Welcome to this episode of The Just Pod. Today, we are joined again by our chair, April Fraser kamara April, welcome back. Thanks, Emily. I'm so excited to join you again. Yeah, it's great to have you back. It's funny, time goes by both really fast and slow during these COVID times. So it seems fast to me to have you back here. But then again, we also stepped away from the podcast for a little bit. So maybe that's part of it. But before we get into our conversation for today, let me refresh our listeners on your background. April is the Chief of Lifelong Learning at the Washington, D.C.-based National Legal Aid and Defender Association. And like I said, she is our current chair and is back to talk to us about what's going on with the section, provide some updates. There are some events that we normally have around this time of year. She's going to speak to those. So let's first start with a report on mid-year. Mid-year was virtual this year. And April, why don't you tell our listeners about what CJS was up to during the virtual meeting? Thank you, Emily. So actually this year at mid-year, the criminal justice section, we really took it as an opportunity for our committees to conduct committee meetings and really plot out their goals for the year. So while we didn't do a lot of CLE programming at mid-year this year, we had a robust agenda of criminal justice committee meetings, and we heard about the exciting work that our members are doing. So I want to start out by saying, first of all, CJS has some of the greatest members of the American Bar Association. Despite COVID, our membership has been so active in developing CLE programming, policy recommendations, and other initiatives. So the highlight of ABA Mid-Year this year for us within CJS was definitely the amazing and robust work of the committees. Yeah, thank you. And listeners, our CLE programming from Midyear is available on our YouTube channel. So if you missed any of it, or even if you just want to watch it again, it's available on our YouTube channel. And I invite you to go watch those there and also check out our other content. Like April said, there's been a lot of great programming during COVID and that is on our YouTube channel as well. So check us out there. And we also just heard from Steve Salzberg speaking to our resolutions, but April, is there anything else you want to tell us about the policy work that CJS has going on currently or has been in support of? Yes, thanks, Emily. I think like many member-led organizations, we are really tackling and rolling our sleeves up to deal with the moment in history that we face right now. So some of our work continues to be focused on the issue of racial equity, but we're also within the criminal justice section leadership. We're also looking for opportunities to work with the new administration to advance a lot of the amazing policies that the criminal justice section has passed over the years. So we're really excited to reignite 
ignite that work on the federal level of working with the new administration around criminal legal reform and also racial equity issues. So we're really focused on not just developing CJS policy, but how do we actually implement some of these great ideas in this new era of reform? And speaking of the work of the section, April, if I'm not mistaken, at least two of our task force, our task forces have put forward reports recently. Is there any update you can give us there? Yes, absolutely. I'm really, really excited. First, about the work of the First Step Act Implementation Task Force. This is a task force within the criminal justice section that is focused on really maximizing the reforms of the First Step Act. And I'm really excited about the forthcoming report that the task force will be issuing in the coming weeks. We think it could be a very helpful tool to the new administration to really understand the progress that was made, but also to focus in on what the next chapters could be on the level of federal reform. So I'm really excited about the First Step Act Implementation Task Force. In addition, I'm really excited that members of our CJS Women in Criminal Justice Section Task Force was celebrated at ABA Mid-Year. Both Barbara Creel and Mary Ann, our reporter, recently received recognition for their great work. And so I must say I am somewhat partial to the Women in Criminal Justice Task Force as one of the founding members, but it continues to be a group that's doing amazing work around the issue of equity and inclusion. And I'm really excited to see the members of that great task force be acknowledged and recognized. Yeah. Listeners, if Marianne's name sounds familiar to you and the Women in Criminal Justice Task Force sounds familiar, that's because... We just had Miriam on a couple of weeks ago to talk about the initial findings of the report. So again, let me point you to that episode. If you missed it, I invite you to go back and look at it. And also the initial findings are available online as well and invite you to read the report that Miriam put forward. So a lot of great work being put forward by the section. Thank you for giving us an update on that, April. Let's talk about some other things that we need to be updated on, some events that we would normally have around this time of year. What can you tell us about what events are going to look like for the section? Are we having any right now? Give us an update there. Thank you, Emily. Like many entities, we are organically trying to figure out our next steps around meetings for criminal justice sections, specifically for 2021. And so we have made the decision to reschedule two of our typical in-person events. The first one is the National White Collar Crime Institute, which would typically take place in the spring. We are looking to push that one back into later in the fall in October. And likewise, we also are going to push back the date for CJS spring meeting, which would be hosted during my leadership year. And we're looking at dates in September to have a small in-person gathering 
specifically around the issue of race equity under my leadership. So I'm excited to say that we are looking for ways to still convene, hopefully in 2021, and just really being flexible and looking at the CDC guidelines and making sure it's safe and healthy to do so. So listen out for more details and more information and updates about future in-person meetings and conferences for CJS. Great. Thanks, April. And like April was saying, more information will come and we as a section will do our best to keep those details updated on the website. So I invite you listeners, if you're trying to keep track of these updates as they progress, to look at our events page on our website. So thank you again, April. And we also, as a section, just completed something that was a first for us, the Criminal Justice Practice Ready Clinic. Would you please tell our listeners about how that wrapped up? Absolutely. The Practice Ready Clinic was actually one of the highlights of 2020 as we closed out and we welcomed 2021. Actually, 18 participants completed the CJS Practice Ready Clinic, and it was a really robust program. And Emily, I want to personally say thank you to you and Deanna, who is one of our CJS committee leaders and working to pull it together. The participants, they completed 10 required courses and five elective courses. In addition to the courses that they completed, the participants also were able to participate in a mentoring session. And I am so grateful for the CJS leaders, seasoned practitioners who met with the participants and provided them with a one-on-one mentoring session, along with the opportunity for them to actually work on two work projects of actually drafting documents. I had the pleasure of meeting many of the participants at our closeout session, and there's some amazing future criminal legal justice professionals. And so I definitely, from the standpoint of one of the positive things that have come out of COVID is definitely the Practice Ready Clinic, because we were able to meet some amazing new leaders who otherwise perhaps would have never made their way to our in-person meetings or connected with CJS. Oh, thank you, April. It was a highlight for me to be involved in it. Thank you for your thanks. And let me just also add on to what you said about the wonderful CJS season practitioners that volunteered their time for these programs and for mentoring. There's a small army of people that volunteered their time to make the clinic possible. So let me just echo your thanks and say Thank you as well to everyone who donated their time and expertise. It was so valuable. And congratulations again to everyone that completed the clinic. Truly a wonderful experience for everybody involved, I think. So thank you for that update. And speaking of law students, we have the Green Hall Writing Competition update. Please tell our listeners about that, April. Thanks, Emily. So the Green Hall student competition is one that we're always excited about. This year's topic is on police use of force. And we're really excited to welcome students to join the writing competition. And it's always one of the awards that we look forward to highlighting at our criminal justice section fall meeting. The deadline for the writing competition is July 1st, 2021. And you can find details on 
from the CJS website if you're interested in applying or sharing with students who you may know who are interested in writing about this important topic. Yes, full details for the Green Hall writing competition on our website if you're interested in participating. And listeners, we'll be reminding you on our social media and also we'll be providing some tips from last year's winner on social media in the coming months. So keep an eye out for that. Look to our website and please take advantage of that opportunity. In April, we've covered a lot. Do you think that there's anything else that our listeners need to know for this time of year with things going on with the section? Emily, I just want to say thank you and extend my gratitude to the members of the criminal justice section. I know that this year has not been easy because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but as a section, we have seen some of the most active programming and passion from our members and involvement in new ways that we could have never imagined. So for me, personally, as the chair, I am just very grateful for the hard work of the members of the criminal justice section. That's a great way to conclude our episode. Thank you for that, April. So thank you again for joining us. Again, this is April Frazier Kamara, Chief of Lifelong Learning at the Washington, D.C.-based National Legal Aid and Defender Association. Thank you again, and thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of The Just Pod.